0: Today's feature presentation is Mean Girls, starring Lindsay Lohan, Lacey Chabert, Amanda Seyfried, and Rachel McAdams. She doesn't even go here. Hey, Queens. Welcome to Movie Queens. I am your Queen Bee, Javi.
1: And I'm the Queen of Mean, Robert Best.
0: So, Robert, what is this gruel podcast about?
1: (laughs) This gruel podcast is about fetch things like movies we love, movies we hate.
0: Or movies we love to hate and write in our burn book.
1: And the reason we're using so many mean girls quotes is because today we are talking about a film that we both love.
0: Mean mother effing girls.
1: Yeah, bitch. So let's be clear, first of all. I (laughs) (laughs) want to get this kind of out at the top of the podcast. I think the use of the word bitch and like... It's a movie where they do use those terms a lot. As gay men, we also lovingly use those terms to refer to one another. I mean, you and I have used them on this podcast before. This is not an endorsement of those words to shame or be mean to people. And because the whole movie deals with that, also just set a tone to say, like, amongst friends and whatever else, I'm kind of okay with it. But I do feel like you know you have to be careful words are very powerful and we don't want to endorse or say the slut shaming or any of that words used to demean or diminish women is okay i agree
0: okay. thanks bitch
1: <laughs> thanks whore <laughs> think of us as
0: your gay pop-up video hosts
1: that is perfectly described us and why because you know what Straight people have been talking about shit forever. It's time for a different point of view.
0: Well, should we get into it?
1: Let's get into it. Uh, Tell me about why this movie means so much to you.
0: I really like this movie. I think it's such a, it has such great dialogue. It holds up. It's so campy. It's funny. It's fetch. I feel every day I'm probably quoting this movie for the most random things. And I can I, guarantee that you're quoting yeah. it every day. <laughs> <laughs> and I've probably seen this more... I kid you not, probably more than 100 times. I've saw it like more than five times in the theater. I really love this movie. And it has great acting in it.
1: And it is almost like it's a new classic. So for me, who's a lover of classic film... It's funny because it's not necessarily a movie that you would immediately think of. But when you think of the reach this movie has, and I want to point out something, too. We record sort of in advance of when we actually drop the episodes. We are right on the heels of the actual yeah. National Mean Girl. Yeah, holiday. Yeah, it's actually na- now a national holiday. That's right. And what's interesting is if you look even like at social media everybody from famous supermodels like Gigi Hadid to the actual original cast everyone does some sort of post or nod to it is so part of the popular culture that there's no questioning that people are going to know what the references are it
0: became such a big pop phenomenon at this point that I mean they have makeup they have cups they have shirts like you said the list can go on and on
1: it's everywhere it's very much in everyone's mind as part of the popular lexicon even around language and it's such a quotable movie and i remember actually seeing it that was one of the reasons i think that you wanted to see it again was because you were like oh i want to remember those gems because i'm definitely going to break them when i'm insulting my friends later let's ground ourselves do it in the year it was released what year did it come out javi in
0: 2004 can you believe that
1: that's pretty recent if you think about it. What was happening in two thousand?
0: So fun fact is, I was in my first year of community college. <laughs> Congratulations! Thanks.
1: What was your major? Yeah,
0: actually, it was it was art. Oh wow! Yeah.
1: So you were like one of the art kids. Yeah.
0: Oh, I was. The art freaks. Like Janice. Yeah. That's
1: right. We're assuming that all of you have seen this movie. So let's not even talk about it. We'll get more into it. We'll get more into it later. You were in first year of community college. Mm -hmm. I was well into my almost 10th year of living in Los Angeles. I went to see this movie with friends and it was such a revelation because it, it felt really fresh. It was one of the first teen movies that had a very openly sort of funny gay character that wasn't a cartoon, that was not typical. Mm -hmm. It felt like witty and also like it really was about teens, not like an adult's perception of what teens were like.
0: And it was original. It wasn't like a remake of something. No. Which I think that's why it did so well.
1: So here's some fun facts. Well, some of them aren't so fun, but here's some facts. Some of them are just facts. (laughs) So let's not confuse the two. Some of them are facts. 2004 george w bush was elected to a second term in office you can look at that fact however you like we will not judge it so this one i found fast facebook was launched as a social networking platform for harvard students only
0: so I guess, like, I wasn't on that, because I was in my <laughs> community, I guess.
1: I don't think you were a part of the Harvard campus. Not
0: Harvard Elite.
1: No, and but, then they did, they did open it up to other Ivy League schools.
0: But I was on MySpace, so.
1: <laughs> but isn't that interesting to remember a time where Facebook didn't, like, own the world as yeah. a social media platform? Yeah. Additionally, Martha Stewart was
0: convicted of a felony
1: and sentenced to five months in prison.
0: Silver lining, she became really good friends with Snoop Dogg.
1: I mean, you have to look at the upside yeah. of that, because then later she would have him
0: on her show. Yeah, they're like besties. really, really good friends. Uh, who he has want... dinner at her house like every week. Who doesn't want to be friends with Snoop Dogg? One of my fun facts is the word, that's hot, was still a thing. A second fun fact is this was the year of the Super Bowl gay with Justin Timberlake and Jenna Jackson. Ugh, That thing. Yeah. That event gets me mad because yeah. I feel like Justin totally threw Janet under the bus. I agree. It was like
1: they were both involved in this dumb sort of halftime show. Like whether or not it was in good taste, whatever, you can debate that all you want. But the fact that she took all the heat and everybody got outraged that she dared to show her nipple when he was completely part of it. And yet somehow he gets off scot-free.
0: Well, he would go on oprah saying oh i didn't i didn't know anything like he acted like he didn't know what was happening yeah
1: like he was an innocent bystander. i'm like
0: weren't you in the performance
1: like you did the rehearsals right um yeah so i think that was shady and i just it's again the thing of like misogyny it's all the woman's fault like stop it world okay so this is a fact that's not really fun it's a terrifying fact actually but it did happen and so I want to share it. So the strongest earthquake in 40 years originates from the Indian Ocean close to Indonesia, measuring 9.3 on the Richter scale. It created a tsunami wave that swept across much of the coastlines of Sri Lanka, Bangladesh, the Maldives, Burma, Thailand, Malaysia, and Indonesia. Now, this was that tsunami. I think it happened around Christmas. It uh-huh. was during the holidays. Okay. And at the end of it, they said it reportedly killed approximately 290,000 people. It was a big effing deal. I think Nate Burkus Oh, wait,
0: that's the one.
1: Yes. Like his boyfriend was killed. Oh,
0: God, yeah. That story is, I mean, it's the whole it? situation is sad. It's all
1: terrifying, but I
0: just remember seeing that interview with Oprah and uh, ugh, that was, ugh, I don't know. It was but, crazy. It gives me the chills.
1: And they then made the movie, this movie called the impossible with you and McGregor, Nami Watts, and an incredible cast of these little boys. I don't know if I can watch that. It's so incredible. I mean, it's, terrifying cuz it really makes you feel like you're in it the idea of surviving yeah. something like that is remarkable and evidently the movie was based on the true story of this family that survived oh my god but the whole thing is just i remember watching that movie
0: were you the, like
1: the entire yeah. audience is weeping yeah. it's insane nothing fun about that okay let's talk about Ugh. other things that were more fun
0: well Britney Spears married her high school friend, Jason, for 55 hours, and then she got an annulment.
1: That feels like the right amount of time to marry for, you know, a high school friend. So, related to movies, the Best Picture of 2004 was The Lord of the Rings Return of the King. Mm. Best Actor that year was Sean Penn for Mystic River, and Best
0: Actress was Charlize Theron for Monster. Let's get into the movie. Okay. Okay, so obviously we know the movies is Mean Girls. Yes. It premiered in 2004, and it originally was going to be called Homeschooled. Hmm. I think I like Mean Girls better. Yeah, Homeschooled seems very odd for this film. Well, it also doesn't seem like that people are going to, let's go (laughs) watch Homeschooled. I love the movie Homeschooled. (laughs) Nope. Mm -mm. Okay, it was directed by Mark Waters, who also directed Freaky Friday starring Lindsay Lohan. Before it was a movie, there's actually, it's based off of a book. Yeah. And the book is called Queen Bees and Wannabes and it's written by Rosalind Wiseman and a lot of the quotes and like rules from the movie is based off the book. Like they literally took it off the book.
1: It wasn't even a book that was sort of like a story narrative. It was literally a self-help book that she was she was like a youth organizer mm-hmm. and she was collecting gathering information from teens and sort of put this book together as a way to help parents navigate dealing with their teens. And I found that that was so interesting that yeah. Tina Fey had the presence of mind to kind of think like, there's something here yeah. that would make for a great screenplay. Yeah. So I love that.
0: The movie's also starring Lindsay Lohan, Lacey Chabert, Amanda Seyfried, Rachel McAdams, Tina Fey, Tim Meadows, Amy Poehler, Daniel... Fran And Jonathan Bennett. And Lizzie
1: Kaplan. Amazing. That's a great cast. I mean, the cast is so stellar. That's one of the things that this movie, again, why, we talked about why it holds up. Because the cast is brilliant. You also look at the filmographies of everybody. I mean, Rachel McAdams would go on to be like an Oscar nominee. She just did all these amazing roles. Tina Fey's resume alone. She has more writer credits, producer credits, acting credits. She's responsible for things like SNL, The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, 30 Rock. It's crazy.
0: So other actors that tried out for this film were Scarlett Johansson, Ashley Tisdale, James Franco. And I don't see any of these. Didn't we also say that, like, at some point,
1: Scarlett Johansson tried out for The Craft? Yeah. Did she try out for everything? She was just movie trying movie? out for everything. <laughs>
0: but you know what? Good for her. That's how you hustle. Okay, so, Robert. Yes. Can you give me the financials for this movie?
1: Let's talk about financials. So, the budget was $17 million. Mm-hmm. The cumulative worldwide gross, which is all of the box office for the U.S. and the world, was at one hundred and twenty-nine. million. Forty two thousand eight hundred and seventy one total and again I got this number I think off of IMDB, but
0: that's amazing. That's that's a big number. It made for a teen film. For a teen film, it did really well. Source shout out to a two thousand eighteen mental floss article about fifteen fetch facts about mean girls by Erica Wolf, Hello Giggles by Crystal Rowe, a Newsweek article, a fractoid article, and a seventeen magazine article. Yes, Queen. What if I did the whole thing in fr- Bulgari? Bogle Bogle
1: I'm People sure we would just aud- shut off. <laughs> <laughs> totally, we would see our audience numbers plummet. <laughs> I feel like we've had a lot of false starts, but we are going to get into it. I did want to just address the redhead in the room, and what do you think I mean by that, Javi?
0: Lilo or um, La Lohan?
1: Clearly, there's been recent allegations in the press concerning her that are not flattering. Shall we say
0: not too flattering? Not
1: good at all. Not cruel at all. Not remotely fetched. Let's be completely honest. They're terrifying. And I think like Lindsay has had sort of like a troubled past and questionable. I feel like
0: one of the rockiest. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah. I think I don't want to like shame her or get too into it because everyone else has done that and it doesn't feel like new territory
0: and it's like her own story like she
1: only knows what really happened her story is her own to tell and talk about we're here really just to talk about her portrayal of the character in this film which in my opinion was brilliant and one of the best
0: so i have to say i am a huge Lindsay lohan fan i loved her in freaky friday i loved her in the parent trap you know i even liked her in georgia rule i thought she was really good in that even though what happened behind the scenes might not have been best for her career. I still think she did a really good performance. And, Robert, you have a couple pictures in front of you.
1: I know, and they're face down. So Javi's trying to surprise me, and he knows I hate surprises.
0: So I want you... This is live on the carpet.
1: Okay, this-, this is happening in real time. Can you explain to the audience what these pictures are? Let me look at them. Okay, if I'm looking at this one, oh my god, it's a picture of Lindsay Lohan. She's extremely blonde in a very head-to-toe pink look. It's very Marilyn of her because she's like platinum blonde in all hot pink. There's a huge bodyguard and it looks like she's in front of Man's Chinese Theater. Is that right?
0: Yeah, Yeah. Okay, do the second one.
1: Oh my god. Okay, wait a minute. Did you take these photos? Yeah. Because now we are right up on her. It's like you're two feet away from her. Do the third one. There's a huge... Bu- oh, oh, my God. What is happening? Okay, I know, I know.
0: Can you tell the audience what is happening?
1: Lindsay is looking straight at camera, and to her right is Javi Miabe in the most effed up hairstyle <laughs> with blonde tips and... Elton John sunglasses. Okay, so I have a story about this. Please so share with us.
0: This was at her Herbie Fully Loaded premiere.
1: Okay, we're gonna post these on Instagram as well.
0: And I remember I asked my friend Bernice, uh, "Can you drive me to LA?" And uh, how old were you? Uh, I don't. Whenever Herbie premiered, what was it two thousand and five? And she's like, "Sure, whatever." So I paid for like the parking or whatever. And I remember us, we went to McDonald's, we got food, and the premiere was like at one. And it was like 12.30 whatever. So we just barely made it. And I pushed through all these paparazzi. And I was able to wave her down. And she was super sweet. She uh, she took a picture with me. She didn't have to. And I even had a shirt that said, I love Lindsay. Oh Um, my god. But yeah, I mean, I... And people think that picture's fake. It's so funny. Because it was also shot with like a disposable camera. And I remember when I took it, I was like after trying to waste the film because I wanted to get that developed so bad.
1: Well, also, in 2005, she was super famous. By that point, I think she did Herbie Fully Loaded, the you went to see. And she
0: was friends with Nicole Richie at that time. She was
1: friends with all of them. I had a sighting, a Lindsay Lohan sighting, but it wasn't even really her. It was a black SUV. It was a a facial place in West Hollywood. And I remember her kind of coming out, but she had like a hoodie and was like, and literally, paparazzi materialized. It was like suddenly there were like 15 escalades filled with paparazzi chasing him down the street. And you just think like, that's not safe. And when that's what your life is, it totally F's up your perspective. Yeah, You just, that can't be.
0: Let's really get started now.
1: <laughs> Enough about Lindsay. Let's get into the movie.
0: Quick summary. Katie Heron is the new girl in school straight from Africa, attends high school for the first time, befriends the greatest people she'll ever meet, and the worst, gets caught up in click drama, boy drama, math drama, and learns the most important lesson ever. You could only wear jeans or track pants on Friday.
1: That is a critical lesson. I'm glad she learned it.
0: I'm glad we all learned that.
1: You know, the movie starts with Katie kind of, like, we understand that she's been homeschooled, and I love the opening line where they're sort of like, Goodbye, Africa. Hello, high school. <laughs> that really sets up like that's the whole kind of twist of here's a girl who was schooled by her zoologist parents, and now she's being introduced for the first time to all the crazy of high school.
0: Well, and she almost gets hit by a bus.
1: <laughs> so that really sets up kind of how crazy high school is and is foreshadowing. Because that bus looms largely throughout the film.
0: First she meets a plethora of people. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, first she's introduced to the writer of the movie and the
0: teacher, Mrs. Norbury. Oh, yeah. Or Ms. Norbury. Ms. Norbury. Tina Fey. Tina Fey. She plays a math teacher, and a fun fact about that is she wanted to play a math teacher because she wanted to break that stereotype that girls can't do math, but when she got the lines, she couldn't (laughs) remember anything, so she asked her friend's boyfriend if he can borrow uh, his calculus syllabus, because he was a teacher. So she just recited, like, his... So she borrowed his... Oh, my God, that's brilliant. Isn't that awesome? I mean, I would have done the same thing, too.
1: Math is insane. I don't know how anybody knows math. And I'm a boy, so, like, the whole idea that, like, math is gendered to smart people who were boys is dumb.
0: So, when I was in high school, my parents were thrilled when i got a c minus in math they're like thank god you're passing because i was terrible in math as they should have been because i think i got like
1: a d and my father was an engineer so he (laughs) did not understand how i did it was like
0: how are you not understanding yeah his,
1: his way of teaching it was just to throw the book and yell at us
0: I mean, that's a good way to teach math. Super effective. Throw the book in the trash. Yeah.
1: After... Oh, well, she does meet Tina Fey in a brilliant introduction. She knocks into her, dumps a bunch of donuts and coffee on her.
0: Well, she's not having the best (laughs) first day experience.
1: Not remotely. She
0: she gets threatened and almost gets her ass kicked.
1: That's right. By some huge girl who
0: she thinks is a teacher. She almost sits by a guy who farts a lot and... Also, like, the awkward part in this is, to me, lunch is a big meeting ground. Yeah. So that also sets up that she doesn't know where she belongs. She really doesn't know about clicks yet. And she basically goes and has lunch in the bathroom because she has no one to sit next to, which is so gross. It's
1: totally gross. Like, that idea of, like, eating lunch in a bathroom stall just makes me want to barf. Does meet, finally, she meets some cool kids.
0: She meets the air quotes, uh, art freaks. Yeah. Um, which is Janice, who's an artist, and Damien, who is almost too gay to function.
1: That line is everything. And hearing that when you see the movie for the first time and the sort of ease with which they say it and his portrayal of a gay character, for me, it it reminds me of why I love the movie because you just didn't see that a lot. So it was really cool.
0: When Daniel, the guy who played Damien, Mm -hmm. got the role of Damien, he was actually really nervous to play that part. Because he was gay in real life. Yeah, and he was... Kind of just unsure of it. Yeah. But then he thought about it and he's like, you know what? This role can probably help some kids. So that's why he embraced the character. Katie misses what class? She misses sex ed. And she misses the most important lessons ever. That's right.
1: The lesson that she missed was...
0: I think he said get pregnant and die. (laughs) So...
1: (laughs) Or the, i think he also said like get chlamydia and die
0: anything
1: that happens after sex will lead to death and that's the lesson that you should learn as a teen maybe no
0: maybe have a teacher that can like <laughs>
1: better give you
0: like give you better knowledge
1: of actual knowledge and doesn't like, he, actual facts that he just like it's like here's some rubbers good luck yeah, like, good luck figuring this out sex ed is dicey under any circumstances
0: did you guys have sex ed in high school
1: we did and I went to a Catholic high school, so you can imagine well, how like that? learning from a priest. I'm like, what do you oh, know so about awkward. sex? The things the priest would know about sex, I wouldn't want to know. When they're skipping class, this sets up Janice and Damien introducing Katie to
0: the best people ever, the Plastics, also known as Teen Royalty.
1: And this montage is everything because it starts with. They show Gretchen Wiener and Karen Smith, and they're sort of just walking with, like, the sunlight on them. They look beautiful.
0: Then we find out that Karen is the dumbest person you'll ever meet, which I don't know about that.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of dumb
0: people. Yeah, and Let she's just corks. Car. She's very quirky. And then we meet Gretchen, whose hair is full of secrets. She knows everything about everyone.
1: Which is true. The lawyer is like, that's why her hair is so big. It's full of secrets. And her father is the inventor of Toaster Strudel. That's
0: super important.
1: Okay, so they they get an intro, and already you're kind of like, ooh, tell me more. The best introduction of all, the queen of all queens, the meanest girl in town, and my hero, Regina George.
0: I mean, they're carrying her, her blonde hair is billowing in the <laughs> wind, she's wearing high-top wedge sneakers, she blows kisses, and that's where you really are like, I'm in, tell me about this character. Absolutely,
1: it's like... They're setting her up as
0: the villain. I think
1: Janice even says something that if evil has a human form, it is Regina George. And you're sort of like, I don't see it, because that introduction is genius.
0: Well, what I do see is that her hair is insured for (laughs) $10,000. And that she does car commercials in Japan. I mean... The most insane
1: like rumors the myths that the school seem to know about her are brilliant her favorite movie is varsity blues like how is that interesting
0: or like what about when she sat next to john stamos on a plane and he <laughs> told her he was pretty
1: i actually believe that i he would have told her that i think that sets up they go to the lunchroom and this is kind of like so they they introduce who the girls are but katie hasn't really met them yet yeah so then she does meet them and this is where it literally kicks into high gear
0: okay i like this part and i just realized this now to me, it's almost as if she's back in Africa yeah, and she's from a distance seeing these like creatures and then she gets to go up close and like interact with them.
1: Well, that's the conceit of the whole movie yeah. because it is this idea that like she's so removed from this. She's supposed to be, which Lindsay Lohan plays brilliantly, sort of naive to the ways of cliques and high school and all this drama that they're all so heavily invested in that it's kind of like she's coming at it almost cold or, like, with a fresh perspective because she has no skin in the game yet. She's got nothing to lose or win or gain at anything. She's going to believe whatever anyone tells her because she has no frame of reference. So what she does do is, like, she's befriended Janice and Damien, but then she's kind of walking through the cafeteria, and like I said, this sets up her introduction to the plastics, which, take it away, Hobby.
0: Okay, so she's walking by the plastics and the jock jason goes up to her and he's like oh can you take this lunchtime poll about buttering your muffin and she's kind of like what the fuck is happening yeah regina is all like rolling her eyes and she's like i'm gonna shut this down and she basically calls jason a skis and it was and she's like to- destroys him and then she asks Lindsay, do you want to have sex with him no thank you when then <laughs> she's like good so you can go shave your back now bye jason <laughs> And it, you just fall in love with her because then you don't know if she's mean. She's basically helping Katie. Yeah. It's just, it's like such a mind fuck.
1: It's perfect because also the way Rachel McAdams plays her is. Sweet. Sweet. She's sort of. Endearing. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. And she says it all so sort of effortlessly and polished. And she has these beautiful sort of brilliant eyes. And if you were Katie and you have this girl protecting you, you'd be like, I want to sit with her. She seems cool. She just got the skis away from me.
0: Well, Regina does say, like, oh, sit with us, like, yeah. I haven't met you before, like, basically trying to figure out who Katie is, right? She does do this thing, and I remember my friend saying, I would be so confused if somebody asked me this, and she's like, you're, like, very pretty. And then oh, she's Katie like, thanks. She's, she's like just, thanks. she's like, oh, so you agreed? You think you're really pretty? You think you're really pretty. She's like, uh, I don't know. Because, I, I mean, you don't win if no. you answer that question, yes or no.
1: Well, it's also, like you said, the total mind fuck of, for someone who's just moved here, it's like their second day at school. <laughs> yeah. And you've got this master manipulator kind of asking you questions and trying to get the 411. She's so out of her league that, of course, Regina is going to, like, sort of master the situation, which she does. Because she's just trying to get information out of her.
0: Well, it doesn't help when Karen's asking why she's white if she's from Africa. (laughs) Okay, that has to be one of my favorite lines. And what does Gretchen say, which is so good? Well, what happens before that is Regina sees Katie's bracelet and she's like, oh my god, I love your bracelet. Where did you get it? Which is like, oh wow, that's such a sweet thing. She didn't have to do that, but that comes up later. That's an important fact to remember for later. (laughs) And Gretchen's like, that is so which is like slang from england which i mean is it i want to really know if that's true so this is another crucial part of the movie yeah because janice has just warned katie that these girls are mean be yeah. careful blah 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 and then they invite her to lunch for the rest of the week and what do they do on wednesdays they wear pink and that
1: has become the all-time like mean girls you know knowledge for everyone in fact i'm wearing a pink t-shirt right now there you go then she goes to her final period which is i think her math class and she's actually good at math which she had shared with um damien oh my god that was one of my favorite scenes because she tells damien that she loves math and he's like ew which would be my reaction (laughs) but in her math class she meets aaron samuels the cutest boy ever played by jonathan bennett yes and he's adorable and she falls in love
0: well wasn't he cast because he looked like ashton kutcher
1: Absolutely. They talked about that in the extras. It was like the time where Ashton Kutcher was sort of a heartthrob. So he has that 70s brushy hairstyle, super cute. And in the close-ups, you totally understand why she's crushing on him. Janice then kind of enlists Katie as a spy to be give her information on the plastics because she wants to get revenge on Regina. We're not sure why yet. Um, and Katie's in with the plastics and is ready to kind of like help Janice out.
0: Well, then there's all these random rules to be in the plastic. I mean, I love these rules.
1: But... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who are you kidding about them being random? Be these like, are your rules as like, well. These are
0: not rules. These are a way of life. Like, you can't wear a tank top two days in a row. You can only wear your ponytail once a week. And you always have to ask before you want to bring somebody into the group because you have to be considerate.
1: I think that's... These rules sound completely rational.
0: And it's the same with guys, because you could like someone, but you could be wrong.
1: This is also when then the plastics find out that Katie's actually smart, because Regina's trying to do some math about like her calorie count or yeah. whatever. Some dumb shit. But what does she say about what she really wants to eat? Uh, cheese fries. <laughs> whatever, I'm getting cheese fries. Yeah. <laughs> Javi, I've actually heard you use that line before. I have well. that sweater. <laughs> At this point, then Katie confides in Gretchen and Karen that she has kind of crushing on Aaron, and Gretchen just sort of loses it. This is one of my favorite moments. It really is. Lacey Chabert in this role is so good because she plays Gretchen Wiener with always this kind of mild level hysteria where you just feel like she's going to snap at any minute. And when Katie tells her that she's crushing on Aaron... How does she respond, Javi?
0: Ex-boyfriends are off limits to friends. I mean, that's just the rules of feminism.
1: That's exactly right. Which I love her sort of reductive view of feminism.
0: I like how that's, like, she really believes that's a rule. Oh,
1: you know she believes it. And God bless Lacey Chabert, because it's <laughs> just giving us quotable moments to live for. I
0: mean, um, at any moment, she's off the rails. This leads
1: to... You know, I think some after school nonsense, but Regina pulls up in her silver F Lexus convertible looking like the glamorous friend we wish we all had. And she snaps at Katie, like, Get in, loser, we're going shopping. The way Rachel McAdams delivers these lines, they're mean, but coming from her, you almost don't care. You're just yeah. kind
0: of like, Okay, I'm going to get in. All right, I'm going right now. Yeah, like you're running. Like, I
1: want to be with you. You're cool. So they're off to the mall. They see the guy who was harassing Katie in the cafeteria hitting on some other girl. And this is a dude that Gretchen weiner has been sort of seeing. And what yeah. does Regina do?
0: Ooh, Regina? Her name is Taylor Rideau. Oh, thank you. Um, and Regina's like, oh no. Jason's not doing this to you. He cannot blow you off like this. So she calls Taylor's mom and basically, like, makes it seem as if Taylor went to Planned Parenthood and she has this pregnancy scare. And that just ruins any chances of this poor girl ever dating a boy again.
1: Ever again. And she does it so like cool as a cucumber she just takes gretchen phone does it like business as usual
0: well i love that after she's like she's not going out with anyone like no. just like you're welcome like yeah. that's what she's saying
1: and i think this is you see kind of katie's like oh this girl is serious like do not f with her
0: yeah and what i like about it too is that katie feels bad for the girl like she re- she sees like oh what she did like it has repercussions
1: she's starting to see the mean side of yeah. Regina, which like we said in the cafeteria if that was the setup to kind of be like oh, she protected me. She's nice. You see the full range of yep. her sort of ability to be like a life destroyer. Next scene, the girls roll up to the biggest McMansion ever. And as they're getting out of Regina's Silver Lexus, Katie says to her, your house is really nice. And she says,
0: I know, right?
1: <laughs> you love that line. I love that line because there's also a callback to it later when when we get to that, this leads to my favorite setup ever. We are introduced to Regina's mom, played brilliantly by the expert Avi Polar, who rolls up in a pink, juicy velour tracksuit.
0: Hey, 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 how are my best girlfriends with like a chihuahua in and
1: her head, too much makeup. We all know this woman. She is the woman who refuses to let go of her youth, who wants to relive it through her daughters. And she even says to Katie, I'm not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom.
0: Right, Regina? Please stop talking.
1: (laughs) And you just sort of think like, if you're saying it, you're probably
0: not. (laughs) I love also that she's like, okay, I'm gonna make you guys a hump date treat. And she does like a little dance. She walks away. If I was Katie, I'd be like, I'm just gonna go home. It's fine. Like, I don't need to be here.
1: So they get into Regina's room. Her mom brings us some wacky mocktails, which Kitty's like, <laughs> what are these? Are there alcohol in these? And Amy Poehler responds. She's like, oh God, what kind of mother do you think I am? Why do you want there to be? Because I'd rather you girls drink in the house. Like she's just everything that you don't want in a parent.
0: Can I tell you a story? Yes, I'm not even kidding. That really happened to me at one point. <laughs> like we were at my friend's house. We'll call <sighs> her Kitty. And I remember the mom was like, do you guys want a drink? And we're like, and I remember feeling like Katie, because I was, that would, no judgment, but that would never happen in my house.
1: No. So when she told
0: me that, I was like, um, no, it's fine. And I remember she's like, it's fine. Take a shot. It was just Malibu rum, but she's like, take a shot of Malibu rum. Well, I do
1: think Lindsay also plays this brilliant because her face is sort of perplexed. You can tell this is nothing like what she's used to. She like the and then the girls do kind of like move to the mirror, which sets up the scene where they start doing this thing.
0: I think this is important because yeah. they do this thing where they're basically saying like, "My pores are huge. I have man shoulders. My nail butts suck." And then they look at Katie for her to be like, "Okay, what's your Join flaw?" Yeah. And she's like, "I have really bad breath in the morning." <laughs> but yeah. I found this interesting because Katie didn't, didn't grow up with that, so she's learning all these habits that she wouldn't have learned if she stayed
1: it's the whole idea of like she's observing the behavior yeah and, and sort of she becomes like, a behavior totally like she has to mimic it to fit in mm-hmm. so even though it might seem form she's like why do we all need to insult ourselves you know like that this is just all how they behave so i have to do the same thing yeah. to fit in
0: that's actually one of my favorite parts
1: it's a really good one which leads to them then uncovering the burn book So meanwhile, Janice, of course, has had Katie doing all this spying. Katie tells Janice that she's starting to feel weird about it because it's like, she kind of likes Regina and she feels like she's her friend, but she's spying, so she doesn't like it. And Janice is just like, don't worry about it, it'll be our little secret. So then Regina calls up Katie and says, what, Javi?
0: I know, your secret. And you think, fuck. She knows everything. She's discovered everything. But it's really just about how... Katie likes Aaron, and she and Regina's like, I mean, why do you like him? All he cares about is school, his mom, and his friends. It's like, <laughs> those aren't bad things, so I'll take it. I'll take it. What's great about this is that Regina acts as if she's okay with it, and she's like, oh, I'll put in a good word for you with Aaron.
1: It's a total setup, yeah.
0: And then she does this thing where she's like, well, aren't you pissed at Gretchen for telling me? And Katie's like, no, I'm not, not at all. She's like, well, you should be. It was, like, really bitchy. Katie's like, yeah, I guess it was bitchy, but she just probably likes attention guess who's on the other line
1: <laughs> brilliantly on the other line It's of course gretchen wiener who gets mildly hysterical
0: and a little pissed <laughs> that she likes attention have you ever done this
1: uh, a 3 way call yeah. where i've like called out someone else no i don't it feels very i was too old i think for 3 way calling did you do it
0: all the time oh, i, God, I did it all the time
1: or would you have people on the line that other people didn't know were there yeah i'd
0: be like oh laura like this person sent this and she's like no they didn't be like yeah I'll watch and i i But it would be done to me, too. So I'm also a victim in this situation. You're Regina
1: George (laughs) in this situation. Who are you fooling, Javi? So with Regina's blessing, Katie's gonna, like, befriend Aaron, and she thinks all is good. Then Aaron invites her to a Halloween party, which is Javi's favorite scene, because it has all the things he loves. I love everything about it. Halloween, costumes. Sexiness. Sexiness. Sabotage. Sabotage. Intrigue.
0: Basically what happens is Regina... Steals back Aaron, backstabs Katie, Katie gets pissed, Katie's also dressed as an ex-wife, while Regina is dressed as a sexy bunny.
1: And what I love about Lindsay's, like, voiceover narrative, this is, like, the one time that girls have an excuse to dress up slutty and no one can sort of shame them. The hardcore girls just wear straight-up lingerie with rabbit ears or animal <laughs> yeah. ears and cut to Karen wearing one of our favorite costumes. And when questioned about it, what does she say?
0: I'm a mouse, Duh.
1: this is a pivotal point though because this is where katie turns it's the first time that she sort of sees like regina has full-on double-crossed her Mm -hmm. said she was going to help her get Aaron, but instead takes him back and katie now is full in on janice's like let's bring regina to the mother effing ground
0: well she did say that her heart was going to fall out of her butt but she has a good plan Katie, Damien, and Janice, then create a plan to ruin Regina's life.
1: Because Janice says to both of them, Regina George is an evil dictator. How do you take down a dictator?
0: One, get rid of her man candy. Two, sabotage her hot body. Three, turn her ignorant band of loyal followers against her, aka army of skinks.
1: So basically, cut off her resources. So they swing into action to bring this plan to fruition. Katie still has to hang out with Regina though, because, you know, they can't, she can't suspect anything. Luckily, Regina apologizes through Gretchen and hugs Katie. Katie, Damien, and Janice start, have all these plans to kind of bring Regina down, but instead of any of the plans working to sabotage her, they just make her more popular. Yeah, more powerful. Yeah. Katie and Regina are in the hallway and Regina kind of confides in Katie why there's been such a feud between her and Janice the whole time. So you get a little bit of context of why Janice hates her so much. Yeah. And then a random girl walks by. Regina then says,
0: Oh my God, I love your skirt. Where did you get it?
1: Oh, it's my mom's in the
0: 80s. Vintage. So adorable. Thanks. That is the ugliest effing skirt I've ever seen. And when Katie witnesses this,
1: she does a call back to when Regina told her she had a cute bracelet.
0: And she's like, you fucking bitch. In her head.
1: <laughs> and I think this is when she really realizes this girl is not a nice girl.
0: Well, then she realizes, what has she been saying behind my back?
1: Exactly. This is a duplicitous girl who says whatever she needs to to make people like her. But in fact, doesn't really like anyone herself.
0: And I do love that when Regina looked back at her, it was such a fake smile, like... (laughs) Totally. Like, you know. Well, this is also important because this is during the holiday season now, and they have something called candy cane grams.
1: And so this is where Katie strikes on the idea of, like, they're not having any success kind of breaking off um, the relationship between Erin and Regina. Janice has a brilliant line where she's like, it's been a month and all we've done is make her face smell like a foot.
0: Well, Damien's been really busy with choir. (laughs)
1: So Katie's like, well, let's go after the friends then, because she can sort of tell that Gretchen Wiener is about to crack. So she decides to kick it into high gear to make Gretchen Wiener's crack by sending candy grams to herself from Regina so that it would seem like Regina and her besties and Gretchen's being left out in the cold.
0: I mean, how crazy does she get?
1: Well, that's the whole thing. She's turning. Yes. So for the homeschooled African whatever, she's also maneuvering and turning into the sociopath. So you can see it start to happen. Yeah. This sets up one of my favorite moments where, dressed as Santa Claus, Damien shows up in the room with candy grabs for the class and he's like, Four for you, Glenn Coco. You go, Glenn Coco, and none for Gretchen Wiener.
0: Bye. I love that in the Candy King gram it says, uh, to Katie, thanks for being such a great friend. Love Regina. Like Regina would never the, say that.
1: Remotely. So the fact that Gretchen's duped by that is brilliant. But again, we've said she's always near hysteria, and it just sends her right over the edge. The talent shows upon us. The girls are dressed as sort of
0: how would you describe it? Like Sexy Santa singing the Jingle
1: Bell Rock. Which I love when Katie's telling Janice that this, she has to rehearse for it. Janice is just like, they do it every year. Oh, yeah. So this is a brilliant scene because they all look kind of amazing. And this is where you're also like, I don't remember teens ever looking like this in high school. When they're on stage about to do the rendition of Jingle Bell Rock. Regina starts to move everybody around.
0: Yeah, because the toss go in the middle. That's a thing. This causes so much tension in Gretchen, because what does she do? She fucks up the dance. She hits the stereo. It hits Jason in the face. It causes chaos <laughs> oh on stage. My God.
1: I literally laughed out loud when she kicks the boombox into her ex-boyfriend's face. It is crazy comedy why is there a boombox
0: on stage why is there not a backstage tape thing it's just so
1: good of course without music they're all kind of like stammering and stalling (laughs) what What do we do now and katie saves the day i
0: love when she starts singing Uh, um, i love when she starts singing that uh, regina's like what the fuck are you doing (laughs) (laughs) yeah regina's face is like don't fucking
1: try and steal the show bitch everyone's like yay katie saved the day and sort of like because she started singing the audience sings along
0: wait I do also like the audience singing they're equally confused they're singing they're like what I'm bright
1: yeah time. like <laughs> they kind of don't know what is happening um but this also sets up that truly is the moment that is pushing gretchen wiener over the edge
0: one more thing who's dancing in the audience
1: of course <laughs> amy poehler as her mother <laughs> doing insane
0: imagine if you saw that imagine you're sitting in the audience and somebody dancing i her.
1: can only wish that i would see that because she's also when the other acts are on stage she's kind of just has this bored look like oh hurry she's up and while she's she's dancing. so you know she just wants to get to her best friend her daughter performing so that she can dance along gretchen wiener keeps trying to make the word fetch happen she's Telling Katie, like, oh, I can tell that you've got a crush on this math lead. Because he
0: gave him a compliment. He's like, great job, Africa.
1: Totally. He's all like, you're hot. And then Regina just snaps Snaps. Gretchen's head off. She's like, stop trying to make fetch happen. It's It's not going to happen. happen. And that is more than Gretchen can effing take.
0: You are going to like this um, fun fact. Did you know that Barack Obama tweeted on his Instagram, stop trying to make fetch happen to the dog? Like the presidential dog. I mean, I, God, like that just so, like, I love that. It just shows how cool the President Obama was. So
1: Regina snapping off Gretchen Wiener's head sets up my favorite, it has to be one of my favorite scenes in the film. Mine
0: too. I actually really love this whole monologue. You know what? If I ever go back in the theater, I'm going to use this monologue. (laughs) Which I
1: hope you do. And I literally have begged Javi to allow me to do this monologue because... First of all, Lacey Chabert, please call me. I love you. And her performance where she... So they kind of just... They dissolve from her being read to filth by Regina and sort of telling Katie, like, oh my God, she's such a bitch, whatever, to her being in a classroom where she's giving a book report about Caesar. And she's basically like, why did Caesar get to stomp around like a giant while the rest of us try not to get smushed under his big feet? What's so great about Caesar? Huh? Brutus is just as cute as Caesar. Brutus is just as smart as Caesar. People totally like Brutus just as much as they like Caesar. And when they did, it became okay for one person to be the boss of everything because that's not Rome's about. We should totally stab Caesar.
0: I mean, I'm living. I'm gagging. I'm on the effing floor. If I was in YouTube, I'd be like, everybody stand up.
1: And honestly, I didn't even do it justice. She does it so unhinged and brilliant. Like, it's so clear that this poor girl has so much held in and is just dying.
0: One take. She had to do that all one single thing because they couldn't chop it up.
1: I mean, of course she did.
0: Let me tell you something else. Lindsay Lohan wasn't in the room with her. She had to do it on a green screen, like in front of a fake person.
1: Lacey Chabert deserved the Oscar for that.
0: Well, then it fades to her in the bathroom and... She's confiding in, Katie. confiding in Katie because yeah. Katie's probably like, we need to go to the restroom. You're clearly going to fucking <laughs> pass out. Yeah, Gretchen has just been holding all this in and she's like, I'm not allowed to wear hoop earrings. I can't do this. But this is where she really spills the tea and tells Katie the information she's been waiting for. Yes. That Regina has been cheating on Aaron with Shane Oman.
1: I love that Tina Fey also based that character on a person she knew, which I love that fun fact. Now they have all the information they need. They're going to find a way to reveal to Aaron that Regina's been cheating on him.
0: The plan is back in action. They are. They needed this. They did. But actually, let me tell you another fun fact about this. Yeah. I would really recommend going back and watching the movie because the uh stylist in this, the costume designer, did this really awesome thing where if you look in Katie in the beginning of the film, she's wearing these frumpy clothes, the fit of the, the, the jeans are really awkward, and as she becomes popular, it's more fitted, everything's flare. everything's tighter, and even with Regina. Like, Regina has this beautiful long hair, everything's short, everything's tight, and as Regina starts, like, losing her popularity, kind of gaining weight, doing all this stuff, her hair is braided, it's in a ponytail, she's covering up her body. Like, it's such a different shift.
1: I mean, the whole thing is, to use an expression you introduced to me, is a full flipping the tortilla. There you go. Because we really, truly see Katie transitioning from the sort of nerdy homeschool girl in, like, oversized clothes with, like, square shoes and whatever else, to she's wearing cute little flippy skirts and tight sweaters, her hair is blown out. She's got, like, makeup. And there's a moment where she, and again, we may have glossed over this earlier, where she visits Janice at the mall, and Janice says to her, she's like, you smell like a baby prostitute. <laughs> and she was like, oh, yeah, I got it from Regina George. It's a great new fragrance. Like, that line is offensive, but hilarious all at the same time. And it's like, Katie has really sort of embraced this plan almost too much. And this is where we start to see That there's trouble ahead.
0: Well, I also like when she's like, you smell like a baby prostitute. Katie's like, thanks. Like, (laughs) that's not a compliment. (laughs) That's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay. This is where they really try to have Aaron catch Regina in the act, but they completely fail. Like, it's just not going right. But what does happen is Katie's like faking that she's bad at math. right? And she manipulates Aaron to help her tutor.
1: Yes. So she dumbs herself down so that Aaron can... So she's like, oh my god, I'm failing. I need help. Will you
0: tutor me? So he's like, yeah, sure, whatever. He's like, but let's not tell Regina.
1: Yeah. Secrets. More
0: secrets. Secrets. (laughs) Secrets. Secret central. Yeah. And he ends up kissing her. And he feels bad. He's like, we can't do this. Regina's your friend. She's my girlfriend. And then she basically tells him, with word vomit, she's cheating on you. What do we see then? Regina crying... Because she was half a virgin before she met him.
1: She wasted the best years of her life on this boy who has now dumped her because she's been cheating on him the whole time. Damn
0: it. But what I do like is that Aaron didn't throw Katie under the bus.
1: Oh no, he didn't tell her how he found out about it. He just is like, oh yeah, I've heard. Which is kind of cool. Yeah.
0: What we do learn, though, is we learn the most meaningful things behind Karen Smith. That one, she can put her whole fist in her mouth. Two, she's kind of psychic. She has a fifth sense. Basically ESPN. And her breasts can always tell when it's going to rain.
1: Well, they can always tell when it's
0: raining. raining. Lindsay, to her credit, like, her facial expressions are like, what the fuck is this girl saying?
1: (laughs) And the fact that she's not laughing out loud.
0: The fact that she's like, really? That's amazing. But also
1: give Amanda Seyfried credit, because she brilliantly plays the role. And you kind of fall in love with the character, even though she may be dumb as opposed. She's sort of charming and winning.
0: I mean, you say dumb. I say legend.
1: You say dumb, I say psychic. At this point, we've established also that Katie is kind of flunking in math because of her plan to win over Aaron. Great plan. Miss Norbury is kind of like, you know what, Katie, I know that this is a thing. You don't need to dumb yourself down to kind of make boys like you. Smart advice. Yeah. And so then Katie shares that story with Regina, but how does she um, How does she capture a hobby?
0: Well, Katie's like, she kept on saying... I'm a pusher Katie I'm a pusher and Gretchen's like like a drug pusher
1: and then they write that in the burn book which is of course where they keep all their dreadful secrets of mean things they say about people
0: which is gonna backfire in their face Very fast. So full steam ahead,
1: Katie then does your favorite thing, three-way calls, the girls. Smart. (laughs) Very smart. But she learned this from Regina. She did.
0: The trainee becomes the master.
1: That's right. So she has all the other girls. She has Karen and Gretchen on the line and kind of...
0: She's basically forcing her to talk shit. Like, she basically said that Gretchen's not pretty enough to win (laughs) the spring Spring fling. Fling. And then Gretchen basically tells uh, Karen that everybody hates her because she's such a slut.
1: Right. And she and Regina tells Karen that she wants to go shopping with her because she can't stand hanging out with Gretchen because she's (laughs) annoying. But then once once Karen finds out that Regina has said mean things about her, she pretends to be sick. She's like, I can't. I'm sick. And she gives this like fake little cough. And Regina (laughs) responds with my favorite line reading, boo you whore, and just hangs out. Karen is
0: so appalled. Because it was just too
1: blatant. But what's funny is You know that Regina didn't really mean it. She was just kind of being offhand and whatever. But given what Karen's just found out about what what she's saying about Karen behind her back, it feels all the more damning. But that's where it's just sort of like, I know I shouldn't love that because using the word whore to dismiss your friend is not cool, but it does just warm my heart. The
0: next day, all the girls are pissed at Regina.
1: And this sets up the classic all-time sort of like set down where fully... The tables have turned.
0: It becomes a mess because Regina is wearing track pants and it's Monday.
1: Oh, God. She's breaking the rules. She's breaking
0: the rules. (laughs) And Regina's like, F you guys. Those are real. So they're not having it. No. And what happens next? Gretchen really snaps and she says, you can't sit with us. And Regina
1: is appalled. But here is where you really see the flip. Katie does
0: Nothing. Nothing.
1: She just sits and watches the whole thing unfold. Regina gets up, knocks into someone else, and the girl screams at her, watch it, fat ass. The entire cafeteria laughs. It's complete. Like, the plan is almost fully baked.
0: Yeah. This is where everything kind of hits the fan. Katie becomes the new Queen Bee, and she's turns into the new Regina.
1: Totally. She's, she's like, wearing, like, the shortest skirted
0: dress ever. I mean, she's saying, like, Regina's f- sayings, everything. So, what happens is she throws a party, she yeah. doesn't invite Damien, she yeah. doesn't invite Regina, and she doesn't invite Janice. Mistakes, all of them. And she's just, like, waiting for Aaron to show up. Aaron shows up late, Regina finds out about the party, and everybody's kind of, like, missing each other at the party. They don't run into each other. Yeah. Yet. Right. But what the gr- girls do say is to Katie, oh my god, you look awesome. And she says, I know, right?
1: So that's a total callback to when she told Regina that, like, "Oh my God, your house is so nice."
0: Lindsay is taking shots, 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 getting super drunk. She runs into Aaron. She tries to be flirty with Aaron, and then she kind of pisses him off because she basically says that uh, he was Regina's property, and that like sets him off. And he basically says, "You're just a clone of Regina."
1: Because she admits to him also that she was dumbing herself down so that he would tutor her. So clearly, her relationship with Aaron is just based on lies. And all the things that she despised about Regina, she has now taken on herself.
0: Speaking of Regina, she walks in and sees right. that something's happening. Yeah. She gets super pissed, leaves the party with her current boyfriend, and he says, Why are you eating Kelting bars? Uh, those make you gain weight. That's when Regina finds out that she has been fucking lied to. <laughs>
1: And it's not a pretty sight. Treachery a thousand times over from Katie. Not only does Regina storm out of the party and find out about the fat sabotage, but then Janice and Damien show up driving around hilariously because Katie totally blanked on them for an art show that was super important to Janice. And they're just like, you're ridiculous. You're not even a good friend. And Katie pulls the same shit that Regina had pulled on Janice earlier, where she's like, I can't help it that you're just like so obsessed with me. She says something to the effect, I'm so tired of pretending to be plastic, to which Janice full-on tells her, you ain't pretending any longer.
0: But then this is when you realize that they're all mean girls.
1: Exactly. And that's the whole point. Yeah.
0: We come to Regina screaming all the way home.
1: You know, a warranted reaction.
0: She does this... I mean, this was pretty awesome, because I was kind of confused when I first saw this scene. She gets the burn book, rips down a picture of her and Katie, cuts it, and then writes... In the burn book, this girl is the nastiest skank bitch I've ever met. Do not trust her. She is a fugly slut. And she puts a picture of herself in the burn book.
1: That's right. And then what does she do?
0: She takes it to the principal's office, Mr. Duvall. She starts crying, and she says that there's only three girls in the school who aren't in it. Which is Katie, Gretchen, and Karen. He
1: tells Regina, like, he'll handle it. She walks out of his office. She handles it. She handles it. Armed with hundreds of... Of thousands. It's like she's distributing tax papers.
0: Yeah. It's like, here's my concert, everyone come. I mean, she like sticks Flyers. them on the walls. She, Flyers put, she like days. puts them under the like doors.
1: She must have spent hours at Kinko's, just like reams and reams of paper. She pulled an all-nighter for that. All-nighter. And she's just paving the hallway with all the shit that they've written in the burn book.
0: All the girls find the papers. Everyone starts fighting. Everyone starts confronting each other. It's just a mess. And while this is happening... The principal and the other three girls don't know what the hell is happening. They're just like, don't know what's happening.
1: No, because he's called them into his office <laughs> yes. to kind of sternly talk to them. But one of my favorite lines in the movie is one of the other teachers pops into his office and she's like, Mr. Principal, I can't remember his name, the girls have gone wild.
0: The principal walks out and sees just jungle madness pandemonium. Girls. Fighting. It's crazy. Girls are fighting. Girls are on top of lockers. It's just insane. As he tries to help a girl down, she's about to kick him in the face. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. Gets a bat, hits the sprinklers, makes all the girls go to the gymnasium. This sets up a really good line that Katie says, because as she's walking in the auditorium, she says, have you ever walked up to people and realized they were just talking about you? Have you ever had it happen 60 times in a row?
1: Yeah. Because at this point, I think everyone in the school thinks that she's responsible or that she's one of the people responsible for the burn book. So nobody likes her anymore. This is when then they decide to have like a workshop to try and help the girls sort of get over their meanness to one another. And I love that the principal's gonna kinda take it on and he's like, All right, I'm gonna keep you here all day or all... i am gonna and then one of the teachers like, You you can only keep them here till four and he's like, Well, we're gonna keep staying until four
0: And be like, Okay. <laughs> That's in an hour, so whatever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that he threatens
0: to like take away spring fleeing. He's like, we can't because we were really to pay for the DJ. <laughs> like, once again, you're not threatening us. The principal's like, I can't deal with this. <laughs> Miss Norberry, you deal with this shit.
1: For good reason. For because good reason. They, it's like all these girls that he's kind of like, okay, maybe you're not equipped
0: to help. He's way right over it. his head. As Miss Norberry is helping the girls channel her anger in a healthy way, Regina's like, We should not have to do this. I'm a victim in the situation. And Miss Norbury's like, all right, that's probably true, but who here has been a victim of Regina George? And like, the janitor, the dog outside. Every teacher on staff. Raises their hand. Miss Norbury included. Yeah.
1: So the entire world has felt victimized by Regina George, which is a brilliant moment in the film.
0: So she just sits down and is like, fuck this.
1: And at this point, Miss Norbury is going to do trust falls with the girls.
0: That is not a good idea. (laughs) Because what that also includes is apologizing to people, and what we learned is these apologies are not real apologies.
1: I mean, they're not even apologies. They're basically just kind of like Facts. rereading the insults that these girls <laughs> used to demean each
0: other. One of them is Alyssa. I'm sorry I called you a gap tooth bitch. It's not my fault you're so gap You're <laughs> Like, thanks. Yeah, you're I like. Guess?
1: Oh, I guess. Thanks for apologizing." Was that an apology?
0: Well, Karen's is the best. Karen has the best. What I like is she's like, Gretchen. And then Gretchen's like, oh my god. Like, she's kind of touched. She's like, what is she going to say? And she's like, I'm sorry I laughed at you that one time you got diarrhea at Barnes and & Noble's. And I'm sorry for telling everyone about it. And I'm sorry for repeating it now.
1: <laughs> so again, not much of an apology, but Gretchen's is one of the best. Because she doesn't even apologize to anyone about anything.
0: Gretchen's is like... I'm sorry that people are so jealous of me, but I can't help with that I'm popular.
1: Exactly. So that's not remotely an apology. And when she does the trust fall, no one goes to catch her.
0: Well, Karen does. So silver lining, she has one good friend.
1: <laughs> so she crushes Karen in her trust fall. Miss <laughs> Norbury's like, walk it off, walk it off. Everyone's good.
0: Well, this is when Katie was going to go up and she yep. got nervous. So she went on the back of the line. Totally. And who goes up?
1: Janice. So this is when Janice doesn't even... Well, actually, it feels like Janice is about to give an apology, but Regina, of course, cannot help herself and has to make some snarky-ass comment about, like, oh, this must be her dream come true, diving into a bunch of girls, because, of course, she's been constantly harassed Janice about being a lesbian. So Janice hears that and gloves come effing
0: off. I mean, no turning back at this point.
1: So instead of apologizing...
0: She admits that they were conniving against Regina... There was a plan to break Erin and her up. They gave her candy bars to make her gain weight. And then she turned all her friends against her.
1: So essentially, she fully exposes Katie's sort of participation in the plot. It's the, it, In no way is it an apology. It's a condemnation of Katie. And it's exposing Regina for everything that they did to kind of make her life go
0: south. Well, she points it out. She's like, Katie, my friend over there, if I was Katie, I'd be like... I'd look behind me and be like, who is she talking about? That's not me.
1: And it is that moment where you sort of then realize that they're all mean girls. All of them. Because Janice, while, you know, of course, like, they've been mean to her, was not an unwilling participant. So for her to put all the blame on Katie seems a little unfair. And also the things that she was doing to Regina, while founded because Regina was a bitch to her, were just really mean. So it is this thing of, like, They're all mean to one another. And at some point, Miss Norbury had said to them, you guys all have to stop calling each other bitches and whores. And even though we do do this on this podcast (laughs) to each other, we do it out of love. But it is that thing of, you just got to be nicer to each other. Just try to be nice.
0: Well, at this point, Regina's pissed. And she, like, storms out of the room. Yeah, she's had it. She
1: realizes everything that's been going on.
0: And I think Katie also realizes that she's gone too far. And she tries to go and apologize to Regina. She runs after her in the middle of the street, which. Get out of the street.
1: Yeah, don't be in the streets. And Regina is dressing her down like she is full on raging at her. Yeah, she's going
0: to read her. Yeah. But she can't because she gets hit by a bus.
1: And that scene in the real movie was so jarring because I did not see it coming. I truly was like, that feels like a horror movie jump scare. And I was not prepared.
0: The next day at school, Katie has to start all over again. She has no friends, she has to eat lunch by herself in the stall she realizes that she fucking has no one at this point because nobody's talking to her.
1: Regina didn't die from the bus crash PS, but no one would survive that in real life, but it's a movie. So Katie is sort of like, everyone now thinks that maybe she pushed Regina. There's more gossip around the story. And it just is like, she's no longer the popular girl. It really goes back to truly back at square one, which you're sort of like talk about full circle, but it's not only just full circle. She's had to learn in the toughest way possible that like, all of these things that she thought she was doing to become popular or get happy or have the boy fall in love with her. None of it worked out because it was all based on lies and secrets and bullshit. And she's just kind of like F this.
0: Well, what happens, too, is that rumor about Miss Norberry being a drug pusher that she thought was just a joke in the book comes back and bites her in the ass because the cops come (laughs) and are basically grilling the kids to see if she really is a drug pusher. And
1: Tina Fey does a brilliant line reading about how she's like, you know, I thought I had sort of hit the rock bottom, but watching the police rifle through my apartment and searching for drugs was a new love. And you really just are like, Katie's sort of like, oh, God. You know, she really feels the full brunt of all the shit that she did and all the things, like the reactions that they cause with that stupid effing book.
0: Well, this is when Katie realizes that she needs to apologize to everyone. Yeah. And it's that thing where when you get bit by a snake, you have to suck the poison out of your life. I think And that's, that's what true. she's doing. Yeah. And she apologizes to Regina, she apologizes to Miss Norberry, but Miss Norberry's like, No, no, I'll accept your apology. But you have to participate in the math Leads challenge. Good thing is, this is when Katie finally learns her lesson. Because yeah. at first, she didn't want to do it. She was missing the spring fling. And she then has to go up against this girl named Carolyn Kraft. And she's kind of making fun of her. And she's like, oh, like there's like, she looks like a hot mess. She has like lipstick on her teeth. And then Katie, that's when she realizes that making fun of her isn't going to help me win. Calling somebody fat isn't going to make me skinny. And ruining Regina's life didn't make me happier. She's like, all you can do is just solve the problem in front of you.
1: Such a great lesson.
0: I do like that line because it's true. Like, everyone has felt that at one point, and it yeah. just is so relatable. And then she realizes at that moment, the limit doesn't exist. And she wins the math competition. Yeah. They crash the spring fling. And
1: she wins spring
0: fling queen. I mean, Katie is just full of lessons at this point. <laughs> Because cause then what she does is gives a heartwarming apology to everyone and shares the crown because everyone is a queen in their own way.
1: Even movie queens. Yes. I do have to say, I loved that scene. It kind of makes me tear up a little too. Lindsay does such a great job of delivering the speech because she's sort of trying to say to them, like, find fine beauty in everybody yeah. instead of sort of isolating one person as winning. Why can't we celebrate everybody? You know it's sort of like a movie thing because... Even the principal's like, you don't really need to give a speech at this point. Most people just take the (laughs) crown and leave.
0: And take your waffle house coupon. (laughs)
1: Totally. But it does, you know, it kind of brings the whole movie full circle. It's a very sweet ending. Everyone, even the mean Regina George, is kind of softened and then Katie kind of gives a summation of what happens to everybody.
0: Well, what does happen is the plastics break up. Regina's spine finally healed and her therapist told her to channel all her angry energy into sport. Karen uses her special talents to do the morning weather announcements. Use what you've got. Gretchen finds a new clique and a new queen bee to serve.
1: Oh my god, and we didn't even get to the like Asian the cool asians <laughs> she comes, becomes friends with Tran Pack, which is one of my favorite names.
0: Fun fact yeah. is that Tran Pack and one of the mathletes are brother and sister
1: i read i i think i heard that in the extras and i love that's so like cool
0: that. and katie went from homeschool jungle freak to shiny plastic to most hated person on earth to an actual human being then we see there's no more clicks all is good girl world is up e.
1: yeah yes queen and they even give a nod to young new plastics showing up and they're like these new kids think they know what's up but we know how to handle them. And they imply that if you come into that school bringing all your bad juju and being a plastic, you're going to get run over by another bus.
0: I mean, the bus should have had its own title credit at the end. <laughs>
1: Yay! Woo! Mean
0: Girls. Would you recommend this movie? Let's rate it. Let's go.
1: I would definitely recommend this movie. This is a movie for sure that you should watch with friends. This is a movie that deserves its own party. You should have a Mean yes. Girls party. Yeah. You should dress as the characters or wear pink or do something that like mm-hmm. you could do it on Halloween. You could do it like as a spring fling. You could do it oh, as a pink yes. party. Oh my god! Right? So
0: Halloween party.
1: There's just. All sorts of things to do. So I couldn't say enough good things about it.
0: I mean, you know me. I am obsessed with this movie.
1: I mean, it's shaped your whole life. It has.
0: Yeah. It's made me who I am. I totally recommend this movie. Watch it at any occasion, at the mall, doing your taxes. It's a great movie for taxes. It's perfect. And I actually like what you said, is you can actually make a themed party out of this, which is going to be my next party. I don't know why I didn't think of a Mean Girls party.
1: I mean, and I can't wait to attend. Yeah. I'm going to come as a sexy
0: mouse. (laughs) Duh. (laughs) rating. go.
1: Okay, so I would give it a pink heart, a pink polo shirt, another pink heart of some sort, like pink sparkle heart yellow school bus for the central character of the bus yes. <laughs> and then the stack of books because it's about school and the burn book figures very large
0: i those are all amazing <laughs> love it <laughs> thank you sparkle heart yeah annoyed blonde girl emoji
1: mm, mean girl
0: fire emoji with a book for burn book burn book that's a good one see
1: yeah well done thanks i tried i Uh, really tried is the movie in emojis
0: so guys feel free to follow us on instagram at movie queens m-o-v-i-e-k-w-e-e-n-s and also follow us on twitter same name and email us at moviequeens at gmail.com same name for any fun recommendations or any awesome comments you guys might have about this movie
1: Yeah, just like let us know the things you loved about it or any things that you might know about it that we didn't share or any recommendations you might have for movies that you want to hear about in the future. Be sure to listen, follow, subscribe wherever you get podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Stitcher, which were available on all of those platforms now. So be sure to follow us, leave a rating, let us know what you love. And thanks, David, my brother, for leaving an amazing rating on apple podcast you're the best
0: i mean if you guys want us to give you guys a shout out give (laughs) us ratings
1: of course i did strong arm my brother into doing it but he is the best brother ever special shout out to jeff smith for title music and production we hope you guys love movie queens as much as we love making it
0: or love to hate it bye 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 guys